You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burt. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I am your host, Michelle Dawes-Burt, and as always... I'm super excited to be here. Today is no different. Every first and third Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are here to inform, enlighten, inspire, empower, and have conversations. Today is no different. Today's topic is empowering our single moms. But before we get into that, I wanted to give our new listeners welcome, join Come on in, sit in the room, come on in. We welcome you. Just want to give you a little background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We creatively collaborate, connect, and raise awareness regarding issues that impact women. And we do it by way of community service engagement, public speaking, mentoring, workshops, and the arts. And this is the artistic platform. Yes, this media piece right here. We've been doing this piece, yes, five years. Yes, this is our sixth season. We're sliding into our sixth season, and we're so excited about it. And, you know, last week was Mother's Day, so I wasn't on. That wasn't my time to be on. But I did enjoy the day. I know it's a difficult period for some people because some people are missing their moms or, you know, maybe there's moms that have lost their children. And it's a mixed emotion kind of a day, right? But, you know, for those of us that can receive our flowers, we are thankful, we're blessed. Some some of us, we're just glad to just have the day, right? Just not to do anything, not have to cook, not have to clean, not to have to go to work, just to be honored. So I thought today would be a good day to kind of just continue the homage of moms, right? You know, so I have two wonderful women, two, not one, but two. I got one in the studio with me. I'm so tickled because with COVID, you know, people have been choosing to Zoom in. But Angelique decided to come in. I'm so, so excited. So on the Zoom call with me, I have Deidre Jones. Hi, Deidre. How are you? You're a mute. You're a mute. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay, I think you muted me, but yeah, I'm here. Hi, Deidre. Here. Thank you so much. Yeah, on the heels of Mother's Day. Absolutely wonderful. Yes, yeah, you look great, great in here. your orange, too. Great in your orange. And in the space with me, I have Angelique Miare. Yes, ma'am. Miare? Angelique Miare. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Hi. How are you? I'm so thrilled to yeah, be here. Yeah, you look great. You ladies thank are wonderful. You, thank you. So just a little background about yourself. Deidre, could you share just a little bit about who you are and what you do? I sure can. I am Deitra Jones. I live in the DMV. I am a divorced mom of three young men now. Um, Raised my sons for the last 20 years single-handedly, and um, they are 19 in the Army, 22 and 25 in about a week or so. And uh, after being in corporate America for 35 years, I realized that no one was going to dictate my availability to my sons, and so I left my corporate job 13 years ago, and I've become a full-time entrepreneur and living out as an example before my son so they'll know how to be and what to look for. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> Man, you see, you know what? That's that's why you're here, because I just love you. We'll talk more about that in a second. You beautiful one to my right. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. My name is Angelique Miare. I am a single mom to three daughters. I have a set of twins that are 10 and a 12-year-old. Um, I am so excited to be here. I am an educator. I'm a high school educator in special education, author of the Mommy Manners Handbook, A Practical Guide to Becoming a Well-Behaved Mom. Yes. And also the founder of Amazing Mothers LLC. We focus on the advancement of moms um, financially. We help you to be empowered um, through family empowerment, financial literacy, and by bridging the gap and to um, 
partner with other organizations to help you get employment. Yes. So awesome. Awesome. Here. Awesome. This is awesome. So DJ, I'm going to go with you, right? I'm going to start with you. You talked a little bit about it, but I want us to dig down just a little bit deeper. Why 13 years ago did you say, listen, corporate America, because I'm in the boat with you, girl, because listen, that corporate America is something else, right? We are thankful. Let's just give thanks, right? We are thankful that we have a skill and a talent that somebody employs us to do. I want to put that out there. I give thanks to the creator that the the most high provides for me, has been providing for me through the ways of corporate America. But it is a job that you are told what to do, where to be, how to be, what to do, da, da, da. It is 40 hours and plus, right, to get to the job, to get home from the job, from whatever work you didn't do while you were at the job. You are doing that. (laughs) Am I right about it? You are doing stuff when you get home. You are home. You are divorced like myself. But when I was married, I was cooking for the hubby and I had stepchildren. We was blended. It's a lot. You trying to make sure that your king, your husband, your spouse, your partner, your mate is covered when you get home and the kids, this, that, and the other, and there's homework. Deetra, what was it for you that said, and and kudos for you for doing it, because a lot of us are still trying to find the ways and mechanisms to come out, but what was the straw for you that said 13 years ago, I am not doing this anymore? Well, you know, I was very blessed because I was in corporate America straight out of high school because Mm -hmm. my parents made sure that I had skills that were marketable, so I could type as a clerk typist when I was a senior in high school. So mm-hmm. I slid right out of high school into the government and got a top secret clearance. Wow. So from that point, I worked for a colonel when I was 18. So from that point, I was in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And so I learned all the skills I could learn. I became the go-to person for everybody who said it ain't my job. Mm-hmm. I decided to change my attitude and take that stuff on. Right. So all those skills just helped me build me. Mm-hmm. And so I had great bosses that used to always give me carte blanche because they knew I wasn't lazy. So after acquiring all these skills, once I got to Johnson and Johnson 13 years ago, well, actually it was, I worked there for six years before I left Mm -hmm. and I had a great boss, but then my boss was getting promoted. So they gave me a crazy lady. Mm. And so the crazy lady thought that she was going to be running me when I knew my job better than she did. Right. Okay. And so I lived 30 miles outside of DC and I had three, Little kids, because remember, I was newly separated. So I had a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and an infant, okay? So when I got to work, like five minutes late, she wanted to write me up. So I said, you can write it up, but you're going to be the one reading it and signing it, because I'm not doing that. I heard that. Okay? Yeah. I've been here six years, and I said, and you want to complain about my performance, but I want to complain about your management style, because your management style is what gets results. And clearly, it's not working. Right. So... Once she decided to do that, I knew then that I wasn't going to be there. And so I gave notice like the next week. And so I gave that notice and it ended up blowing into an investigation and I ended up getting a compensation plan in lieu of a lawsuit. That's what I'm talking about. And I've never been back since because I got a trampoline to jump on so I could get myself started. I was never going back. I wanted my sons to have the childhood that I had. They wanted to play sports. Yes. I needed to be closer to home than 30 miles so I could get them to where they needed to be because right. I was a divorced mom. So I was only depending on me and my resources. So that's why that when is- she decided to write me up, I wrote me out of the script. I How about that? that? I heard that. Now, when that happened, I mean, that's a blessing. That's a story right there. So when that happened, 
Did you have anything in place to become an entrepreneur at that time? Or was your focus just really to be the best, you know, available mom to your kids? Tell us, Dee. Tell us how it went. Well, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 15, to tell the real truth, because okay. my father was a poor Mississippi boy, and mm-hmm. he always vowed that his family was never going to need anything. Oh. So when he retired from the Army at 37, I was the child out of the three who had his genetics, if you will. Mm-hmm. So he drugged me around to every single network marketing junk, okay, that he could find. And so because of that, I got groomed into learning how to do network marketing and stuff. So I used to sell things from the word go. Mm-hmm. I used to sell things that I didn't know I was selling because I always had something that was useful to other people. Yeah. And when I had it, they always said, Deidre, what is that? Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. So I discovered that that was a gift that I had. Yeah. And so when I left Johnson & Johnson, I started selling on eBay and Amazon because there were things in my house because my parents, I didn't tell you, both of my parents passed away mm-hmm. within uh, two years of me getting married. Wow. So I had all of their stuff and all their stuff was in impeccable shape mm-hmm. and I couldn't throw it away. So guess what I did? I started selling it online. And the rest is history. eBay seller, Amazon seller. So when I left my job, I began buying shoes from like Nordstrom's because at the end of the summer, it's not it's not um, winter everywhere. So I started putting those things online because that's global (laughs) inventory for people from everywhere. So whatever didn't sell on eBay from Nordstrom's, I discovered, too, that returning them to the store They don't just give you your money back. They give you the shipping as well. Where do they do that at? So that was the start of my whole entrepreneurial thing, along with network marketing. Those two things paired together. Because when I was married, I was just getting started. My ex-husband was very supportive of me. So that just helped me get even better. So when I became divorced, because God knows everything, doesn't he? When God knows, he orchestrates, you just walk with him, he'll roll out that red carpet. So that's the carpet I've been on all this time. Come on, DJ. Hallelujah. Come on, (laughs) DJ. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. Come on. So, Anjali, tell us when you said, I'm ready. I'm passionate about the thing that I'm doing now. What was it for you? What happened for you? Well, honestly, it happened around... 2015, Okay. Um, I was going through a divorce and my husband was up for deportation uh-huh. and I was not employed. I had come back to Atlanta, didn't have anywhere to live. I had met Anana yes. and learned about the self-care agency. Yes, Anana Harris. Pass, yes. I know you're listening. Go on, go. <laughs> and um, I decided to move into a transitional home. Yes. And so myself and my three daughters, we moved into um, the facility that's actually very close to here. Yeah, so it was yeah. interesting when I got off on Cleveland, I was like, hey, come on, God. Wow, okay. Wow. Um, and so we were there for six months. Um, I was looking for work constantly. And I finally put a post on Facebook and said, I'm looking for a job. Um, I've been in a transitional facility. Can anyone assist? You know? Yeah. And my high school math teacher, she ended up putting um, something on there saying I had a job in special aid as yours if you want it. And I've been in education the last six years wow. from that Facebook post. Wow. And while I was in the shelter, one of the biggest issues that I was finding was that there was a missing link. And that was between women and self-sufficiency. Mm. And that's that lack of income. And so I was wondering where is the organization or the business is going to really help these women get back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the biggest issue between, you know, being homeless and being self-sufficient is having stable, consistent income. Mm. And while I was there, that was something that I saw and I decided to write a book. It came from living in the shelter. Um, it's actually a handbook for moms just to be on your best behavior with your children. Um, it's 15 motherhood tips. But in the process of doing that, I went back to the shelter that we used to live in and teach classes there. So I teach parenting classes there, budgeting classes there, life, st- life skills, um, and just in that process, I said, okay, Angelique, this is not only a calling, not only a mission, but this is a business. Mm-hmm. And so after that, now I'm like, how can I help more moms 
to become more successful, not even successful, just to get out of their own way and figure right. out how to find finances to better take care of them and their children. Right. So that's really... And, you know, that's a beautiful story, too. Beautiful story, too. What kept you going in that shelter? Was it the faces... By the way, I've got three beautiful girls in here with me today. Was it the faces of these three beautiful women? Was it God? What was it for you that kept you going in was. Space? You know, a, a lot of it was them. Yes. Uh, was my three children, my yes. daughters. And a lot of it was just me feeling like this cannot be the end. Come on. That's the like, answer. This, there this you is, go. This <laughs> is not the end for me. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. just a place. I'm in transition. Yeah. Um, God has so much more for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. did I know yeah. that I was going to end up going back to help the women? I didn't know that. Right. You know, but I knew right. that there's something out here for me that the Lord needs me to do. Yeah. Um, and so what kept me going in that place was just realizing, okay, there's more work for you to do. I'm just like, there's something greater for you. There's more to life for you. Yeah. Um, and I just have to look forward to that. Yeah. I have to work towards that. And eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult, though. I mean, you got to keep it. I got to keep is. it 100. It because is. when you're in the midst of whatever that thing is, mm-hmm. that transformation, that change, you know, we're all divorced women. It's never easy. Yeah. Right. Because we said vows until death do us part. Right. right. Before God, you had planned to build this with this person and it didn't work out, unfortunately. But then you're in this space. Right. And you need those reminders to tell you that God didn't bring you this far just to Mm -hmm. leave you here, right? right. But then you also need, come on somebody, the tools. Yeah, that's right. We need tools because oftentimes we don't know what to put our hands on. What can we do? We feel like we don't have the skill set or the talent that people would be interested in to kind of get us out this space. So Deidre, I'm going to lead in with you. I want to understand what does coaching mean to you, right? We hear this term a lot now. I'm a coach. We can coach. I, tell me, what does it mean to you, Deidre? What does coaching mean? You know, I'm into transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may know that from having heard me before. Yes. But really, um, I'm very careful about that coaching word because there's so many buzzwords being thrown around and people get overwhelmed by these buzzwords. Yes. Yeah. And so for me, I don't mind the buzzwords, but I'm very quick to back it up with steps of action. And you can't just be around me talking about buzzwords. I want to know what I'm working with when I'm supposed to be coaching you. So I don't just work with everybody. I want to work with people who want to be teachable, Mm. who really want to grow, and who really plan to do the work. Because it's very easy to throw those words around, but are you willing to do the work? Mm -hmm. And for me as a coach and a mentor to single moms, which I've been doing for over 15 years now, it's important for me to be able to find out what it is they're trying to achieve. And then I'm developing strategies for their style. Mm -hmm. It isn't just some cookie cutter thing. I want to know what deficiencies you recognize you have. So that I can help tailor a program and a process and some steps, not just to give you, but to work with you through them. I'm going to work. I'm going to work with you, walk with you so that you can work through these things and really achieve what you want. But if you're just talking and I don't see you taking the action, I don't want to be your coach. There is no price. Mm. And so it means so much (laughs) to me. Because I know that it frees your heart when you don't have all of that stress and right. anger and bitterness. That yes. is, those are the keys right there. Yeah. Yeah. I want to diffuse that. And that's what empowering is all about. It's about making the women realize their power from working with what they have yes. and then growing them towards something else that will not make them feel like, oh, shoot, I can't even do that. I don't have any skills. Oh, no, honey. Yes, you do. We're going to discover them together. Right. 
so that you can get order in your house and control over your children mm-hmm. and learn how to push back on people who are trying to project onto you. Mm-hmm. So that's what it means to me when I can help a single mother become free and delivered from the stress that comes along with becoming a single mother, it means the world to me. And my heart is blessed when they are empowered and know that they can make moves. It's like when kids learn cause and effect. When my single moms learn cause and effect, I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff, teacher. That's good stuff. And so it, it, it is difficult for, as we mentioned, women, when they're coming through different pieces and parts and with children, that's another thing, right? right? Because that, just by yourself being married and coming out of that or just dealing with life by yourself. You don't have to be have a marital status. Life can just kick you in the face. Just dealing with life. You're trying to stay healthy. You're trying to stay employed. You're trying to figure out how to move a career. You want to be an entrepreneur for some people. You're taking care of older parents. You got family depending upon you. Whole thing. And then you have children that you're trying to raise. So how do you know Deidre, that the clients or the women that you work with are committed to doing the work. How do, what's an indicator for you? Because it's a lot. Well, for, it, it is, but usually they, they seek me because, ah. you know, through all this 20 years of head down, just taking care of my sons, people were watching. I wasn't, I didn't know people were watching. I wasn't worried about who was watching. Yeah. My sons were my, my, was my, they were my entire focus. And so, um, People know me as being very direct because they know my they know my dad was army and my mother was a disciplinarian. So I, there are no filters. And, and I've been told, too, that sometimes I can be rough and harsh, but because I mean it. And when I walk through this dog on fire, if I can do it, you can do it. We serve a mighty God. He is going to lead us. Now, if you are saying that to me, because I am faith based, mm-hmm. if you say that to me, then I expect for you to intend to lean on your faith. And I mean it. Sometimes I'm so glad God can see around corners and up over hills because I can't. All I know, I know who I'm walking with, though, Mm -hmm. and I have history with him and I've seen what has been done for me. So that's why I live in transparency, because I want people to understand that it's possible. You know, I was raised in a family where I was told not to ever say that I needed help. I come from fire, honey, three generations of powerful black women. So I know what I'm capable of because of what I've seen, Mm. you know, and so I try to live it out so that they can see that while you see me here, you're seeing results now, honey. You're not seeing the scratch paper in the work. And that's why during mentorship in this morning, (laughs) that's what we do. We are the scratch paper. So I live it out and I tell them when hell hits the fan, I tell them and I share that with them so they can see that. You see all of this, and this is generally how I am most of the time. Yes. But I take hits too. But if I didn't keep my channels clear, I would not be able to absorb those bumps and bruises. And so when they come to me and they are also transparent mm. and they discuss some things that would be embarrassing to mm. the rest of the world, right, right. no, tell it to me, honey, because I'm on your team. Right. What, what, what we doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm here to help you. So I'm going to yeah. strategize. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We're going to. You'll be just fine. Let's go. Let's go. Anjali, tell me, babe. Tell me, what does the word uh, strategic mean to you? Strategic for me essentially just means creating a system or a plan that's going to get you from one place to the next. Okay. And so it's, I don't, it's not easy to get from one place to the next. However, what I have found to be beneficial and useful is when you are very clear on where it is you're going. 
And so just making sure you have a clear strategy, uh, make sure you have a clear plan, making sure you know, at least in the direction that, you're, that you want to go in, mm-hmm. even if you don't know all the steps it's going to take you to get there, at least if you just have something in mind. Right. Um, so strategic to me just means that you know that there's something greater that you're looking for and you're willing to work for it. Mm-hmm. And you work with, with ladies in helping them develop a strategic plan I do. Themselves? I do. Okay. I do. How did, how did, now I want to, I want to lean in here. I'm going to give a promotional shout out here. Okay. Um, cause we both are connected to Sister Caroline's. And yes, so was there a strategic self-care plan that helped you in your journey? My Actually, one of the things that I, what I have created, the person you see today yeah, is created. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, she is yeah, not, I mean, the good it. Lord dropped me down here. Yeah. Amazing already. But the, the person you see now is okay. a work in progress. progress. Okay. Um, and so my self-care plan has been um, very strategic, yes. actually. Every single, the majority of things that I do is to knock off something on my list, mm-hmm. on my self-care plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Creating the the lifestyle that I wanted addressed all of my needs. And so my physical need, now I go to the gym. That and because I picked up this coronavirus weight. Okay. (laughs) So a little little pandemic pounds is what I'm working with here. Um, But my my physical self-care has been... It's also, I'm also a procrastinator. Okay. And so for myself, I kind of have to suck myself out or trick myself into doing things. And so something I'm working on right now is my consistency. Mm-hmm. And I do that by going to the gym every single day, mm-hmm. by going to work towards a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a strategy that I do teach the women. Have a goal you're working towards and take it piece by piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so when it came to the Sister Care Alliance, um, the first soap that I received from Anana or the second soap, um, was there are people that are willing to help and I'm open to receiving it. Mm. And that is what changed my, my life. Mm-hmm. And so now every single where, every place that I go or every person that I meet and they say, Oh, you know, I have this available or this, this and that I'm open to receiving that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you awesome. ma'am or sir, That's okay? awesome. <laughs> you know? And so that is something that I also, um, encourage other single moms to do because I know for a very long time I was, I'm, I'm okay. I could do this. I'll figure it out. Yes, type of person. Yes, I'll yes. do it all on my own. Yes. Um, even if it weighs me down, even if it makes me overworked, stressed out, tired, mm-hmm. um, not really a good parent for my children, aggravated with mm-hmm. them constantly. Mm-hmm. I figured out, hey, you need to ask for help. Yeah. There are people that are willing to help and you're yes. open to receiving it. You said that yeah. six years ago, yeah. but right now you're acting like you don't remember that. Yeah. And so that is what um, my self-care plan has been for me is just consciously being aware of where it is that I'm trying to go, where I am right now. And baby stepping it there to the next go. level. Baby stepping it. That's important. I want to, I want to help moms, single moms get off the hook, right? Because yeah. we do put a lot on us, especially African American women, especially black women. We have numbed ourselves to think that's part of the, that's normal. Yeah. That's part of the protocol. Like that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to do all of this stuff, like put on our cape, fly, do everything. No, no ladies. I'm leaning in. No, you do not have to do that. No is a complete sentence. You do not have to do things. You do not have to do everything. You are entitled to take time out for yourself. You are allowed to reset, to renew, to restore, to gather yourself before you move on to anything else. You are allowed and you are entitled to, to do that, not just once a year because it's Mother's Day, but whenever you feel you need it. That's part of your self-care. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. Um, what are some of the things or areas that we know as moms that stress us, especially as single moms? So is it the job, Deidre, when you talk with your clients or just single moms in general, what is it the most 
that single mom's face that you experience? Is it really raising our children or is it having a career or what is it? What, ha- what has been your viewpoint? They worry too much about what other people think. That's half the problem wow. because I believe that when God gives you a vision and he gives you a way to walk, then walk that way and stop listening to other people mm. and trust God. That's, that's what I always tell people. They struggle with, um, they struggle with family ties. And so, because sometimes, of course, with all due respect to your parents, they have raised you. And so sometimes they expect for you to live your life how they tell you to. No, that was before I was 18 or 19. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but when you've been raised to be independent, which I know I was, you know, I have I have some values and principles in there. And so single moms lack self-esteem. And when they know the right decision to make or the right decision for them and their kids, it may not be what the family thinks. Sure, you have made some mistakes in the past, but I always encourage them to set up your network so that you're connected to people who want to go the way that you said that you want to go. And so they struggle with listening to their family. Some of their friends are the wrong, bad company. Um, And then feeling, I, I, I didn't know what this term meant because I never had it, but people have told me mom guilt. They struggle with mom guilt. I'm like, for what? They say, oh, my God, I was hoping, you know, I'm trying to be the best mom. I am the best mom. Mm. So I never doubted myself, but they struggle with doubting themselves as to how good of a mom they're being. And so their family, their own self-doubt, and then um, and then um, just an inferiority complex struggling yeah. with their own, you know, they know what's right, but they keep listening to other people. So that's what I hear of a lot. Really? Mm. Angelique, how about for you? What do you think is some of the stress that our single moms are facing? At the forefront, I would say finances Mm. or financial stability. Um, I think a lot of single moms, primarily single moms, um, focus on how to provide for the children. How do I give them a good lifestyle? Um, And in result of that, they will possibly pressure themselves with either finding multiple jobs or working a job they don't like for an extended period of time just because it pays the bills or it will take care of their lifestyle. Um, so I think or, or acquiring an uncle or two. Yes, I was just getting ready Hello. to say that. That Hello. was what I was going to say. You know, and so Hello. and so, or in, in that yeah, in, in that right? instance, sometimes we do do things yeah, that we may yeah, or yeah, ordinarily yeah. would not do, yeah. um, just to pay for our bills. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. And so I think that financial instability or financial um, hardship is something that single women face at the top of the list. Um, and then after that, it could be support. Um, the lack of support, either from the father of the children yeah. or from their own personal family um, or the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I was going to bring up early, later on is to create that village, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, my village is not just my mom, my dad, it's not just my parents. It's my children's school. Yeah. It's when the kids were on basketball and playing chili. It was those other moms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's my coworkers mm-hmm. that know my children and support my children. Mm-hmm. You know, it's those people that say, Hey, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I'm here for your children. How can I assist? Mm-hmm. Or even if they can't assist, can you just listen to me? Yeah. You know, or can I just vent? So those are those are the frustrations that I do think that single moms are overwhelmed with. Um, is figuring out how to take care of your children every single day. Yeah, and, and the stress that comes with that. And when I say uncle, um, yeah, not to be funny, but you know, we feel that we need maybe a man yeah. or someone in our life to be a part of that support system. And, and I'm not knocking that, but let's make sure we have them in our life for the right reasons, right. not to be a financial lane. But to some, to be someone that can bring positive 
enforcement into your family and positive enforcement to you as a woman, somebody that can love you for who you are, but not look at them as a meal ticket or somebody to help you maneuver in this. And that's and DJ shaking her head. Come on, DJ, get in here and say something. Come on. You know, it's it's hard for me because it's a social sacrifice and yeah, it requires it getting over yourself. Yeah. And so as a mother of three young men, there weren't going to be men running through my house. Okay. And so that's why my number one thing to teach single mothers is how to generate income for their household. So they don't have that pressure. I right. hear too many women talking about being with a man so he can pay your bills. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> if you made the bills, number one, you ought to be paying them. Let's get that part straight. Mm-hmm. And then you should not have a placeholder for that reason. Become right. resourceful right. and right. ask questions at organizations and also be able to say that you need help. I was taught to never say I needed help. I broke that. That's a curse. No, mm-hmm. there are no executive mind readers. So when mm-hmm. there are organizations, you don't have to lose your dignity just because you're asking for help. That's not how that works. Right. And so, and then when they learn that that's actually a strength piece, men have a lot more respect for you when you don't lean on them to pay some bills. They don't know nothing yeah. about you and your bills. So, I mean, but learning how to be self-sufficient, but not being too powerful that you cannot lay down all of your power when someone qualifies and say that they can lead. Right. It's a really a delicate balance, but it's really important because your children are watching you. Your yes. daughters are watching you. Your sons are watching are. you. You want to show them yes. what it is that makes you qualified to even deserve somebody. Right. And a lot of people don't believe that they deserve it because it's just, it, it's not, they haven't fathomed that. Mm. So that's where I am with that thing. It's a social sacrifice to be a single mom and allow God to work on you while you're by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Be okay with being yeah. by yourself for the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it is just a moment. It is a season. It is. And we definitely want to show our kids you know, not our mistakes, but even if we make mistakes, how do we course correct them, right? Because we're, we're, we're human. We're not perfect, so we're going to make mistakes. But we want them to be eligible to be whole in relationships, yes. right? That's the thing. Yes. We want to break that whole thing. Whatever we brought into our marriage or whatever happened, we want it to stop there. Right. And right. we want them to be fully functioning citizens yes. in relationships, so instead of being point. dysfunctional, right? Yes, instead of being dysfunctional. Not, you know, right. we want them to be okay. So I'm going to ask you, DJ, how do we bridge the gap? There's so many women that want to be entrepreneurs now. So how do we help single moms in that space? What do you tell your, your clients or women that step to you? What are some of the things they need to do? Well, um, they've seen what I do, and there are all types of ways out here to make money. But you need to find the one that meets your needs and doesn't require more than you can give it that also adds to your life. So for me, whatever gifts you have, I'm I'm a master coordinator that I've been doing since I was a teenager. I create experiences, take trips, all this stuff. No one mind giving you five or ten dollars on top of what you're doing. The next thing you know, you've got four hundred dollars for coordinating a trip and you have gone for free. So make it work for you. You know, if you can work from home, find something. There are all types of um, platforms out here that you can get on to answer calls from home. So that's why I ask a lot of questions to see what it is they want to do. What do they like? And so they tell me what they like. Then because of all that I've done, I can help them put together something. But they have to be resourceful and don't let people pressure you. You know, I love network marketing. A lot of people hate it, but it has to be the right fit. Mm -hmm. And so for me, 
the things that I've sold have been things that pretty much go by themselves. Mm. So people want it. So they come to you with money in their hand. Who can say no to that? Find out what you love, what you like, figure out how you can get paid to do that and start getting into some groups of people who are doing what you want to do so that you can streamline it. You know, I don't, we don't have a lot of time. Mm -mm. So find out what works for you, what ignites a fire in your soul, Mm -hmm. what you would do for free. Okay. And find that and start doing it from your home. And if it involves your children, great. It's going to be an example of how they can make it and not be at the mercy of other people out here, which is what I did for my sons. I showed them things that they could do legally and legitimately Mm -hmm. to show them fast money, because if you don't teach your kids, the streets will. So, That's what I've done with my sons. They saw me do it. I had them involved in the process so that they learned how to make their own money and didn't have to ask anybody for permission. So that's what I do with single moms. Mm. You created um, succession planning. You know that, right, Deidre? That's exactly right. That's what you've done because we often want success for Mm -hmm. our children. But now the new thing is, or really it's probably there all along, but now we're starting to lean in and hear more of it and it's starting to resonate with us is succession planning because it would be a shame that we've done all this work right got in here and we're doing and we haven't passed anything on to our kids then Mm -hmm. they have to start from ground zero right Mm -hmm. so we're trying to avoid that so this you're doing you've done succession planning and so that's the thing that i want to embody in my conversation more as i talk to women or talk to people in general we have to do succession planning we have to continue to build a legacy to stop these curses to stop our children from having to start from zero, to do a reset, to not have, to have money when they're ready to start, right? So right. a lot of that stuff we're doing. Wouldn't you agree, Angela? I 100% agree. I just said I yesterday something? about mm-hmm. the savings account and like, oh, we'll be able to use that money to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to pay for college or to pay for whatever the next step is or right. to pay for a sport you want to be interested in or any type of skill you want to develop. That's what we're working towards now. It's no longer just we're going shopping. You know, we're going to be investing in something that is more valuable and will bring us more of a return. How so. do you bridge the gap for the women in your space to become entrepreneurs? Because you're, you're, you're doing things. You have a book. You have a business. You, you Come on. How do you tell the women? What do you do? <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of it is what Deidre said. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is finding what it is you're good at. Mm-hmm. Using that skill that you're already good at. And so for me, as an educator, one of the things I've learned just this week, okay. <laughs> literally, is... I was out of school for five years, worked there for five years, did every single thing that I do now. Yes. Have the opportunity to use every single skill that I have now, I have had for the last six years, and now okay. it has an opportunity to, to offer me a far larger income wow. using the things that I already know how to do. And so I think yeah. that if the women, the single moms specifically, kind of recognize what their skills were and invested more in that skill. Um, and so find what that skill is that you have, invest more into it, make yourself a better candidate, make yourself more marketable, as Deidre said here, and then be able to market to your people or whatever you're trying to sell, how to make a better in crack or, or more of a difference in the lives of other people. And so I just think that if we find ourselves first, invest in ourselves and our own skill set and find something that people actually need and be able to offer that to them. I just think that's that's how we bridge the gap between moms that want to become more um, independent, more successful as entrepreneurs, find something that people actually need and and, and meet them there. I'm going to be devil's advocate and Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak from my own space because we're transparent. Definitely. Oftentimes we we hear people say to us, you're so good at this. You're so good at this. You're so good at this. And then 
personally, we may struggle with the fact that the market is already saturated with so many other people doing the same thing. So what is the uniqueness? How do we... How do we create this uniqueness? How do we market ourselves or become this person that people saw that are wanting us? Like, Deidre, come on, you're laughing. You're smiling. She's chuckling. You've heard that, haven't you? I get that question all the time Yay! because I'm a commerce seller and people tell me that their family said, this is a scam. That's a scam. The most immediate thing I do is getting results for people instantly. Ah. And so I will ask the single mom, listen, somebody will come to you and say, Deitra, I'll pay you if you could take me to the car auction so I could buy a car because I've seen you buy those cars, girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? How much are you willing to pay? They will hand you money. So <laughs> I dare any single mom to ask someone, how much would you pay for me to do this? Mm. You know, you can do that like a 360 type of review thing <laughs> and great. ask people. There's nothing saturated because there's only what? One Deatra singled out yes. loud Jones, honey. Ain't nobody going to do it like me. Nobody. nobody. No one's going to do it like you. Yeah. No one's going to do it like her. Yeah. No one's going to do it like him. It's not saturated because you have a style. Uh. And people who are assigned to you will come to you. You just have to believe that you have that. Mm -hmm. Once you believe it, you will start attracting. Y'all know the law of attraction. You'll start attracting what you reflect. When you know what you can do, even if you're not perfect, you don't have to be perfect. Just be dedicated and passionate about it. People have approached me and paid me big money Mm. to do family reunions. I don't want y'all doing nobody's family reunion. What? No. I don't don't want to do that. Um, $450? That'll make me do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> so it's not saturated. They're looking for you specifically. So be confident That's right. in what skills you have, and then you can build on that. And like Angelique was saying, please invest in yourself. People take you seriously. And you know what? When people see what you're good at and how hard you're working, won't they put some? Won't they put some money to it? Mm-hmm. Tell them what you're trying to work on. They'll give you a hundred or two hundred dollars toward a class that you want to take. Have a list ready. This is the thing about single moms. When someone asks you, how can I help you? Please have a list ready ready. for your children's birthday. What do they need? You can get them a gift certificate to this gym. I'm trying to get them in this camp. Uh, They want to take this class. Football. Listen, yes, have I got your a 529. Feel free to invest for their college. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes. You don't even have to say that half yeah. the time, though. Mm-hmm. When people ask you what you need, just say you, gift cards always work. Yes. 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 Absolutely. So I hope Absolutely. that's helpful. Yeah, she loved that question. I want to switch a little bit to a little bit more about the relationship space, mm-hmm. right? Because that's always been a difficult thing for us to manage as single mommies. We're very, listen, we're either all in or we're all out. That's, we're like, that's it. You're either you know what I'm saying? We're like, we don't have time. I got to raise my babies. I got work to do. I got this business I'm trying to do. I don't know. Is it guards that we put up? Are we still kind of got a little residue and thinking that we're not worthy of a good relationship or we ain't got time because they talking that stuff. What is it? Angelique, I'm going to start with you. What's what's happening? What's your viewpoint? Help help emancipate the single moms. Tell us what's happening. When it comes to relationships as a single mom, my course of action has been to date freely. Yes. To date as 
frequent as I feel. Okay. The need okay. to. Okay. Okay. For a second there. This mm-hmm. is anybody watching. Don't judge me. Okay. <laughs> I, <know laughs> I was very much a supporter of my need. breakfast, lunch, and dinner need. should be covered by someone's son. <laughs> okay. Um, and so that was me. I, I got married at 20. Here's a little backstory. I got married at 20 years old. Mm-hmm. By the time I was 23, I had three children. Um, by the time I was 28, I was single. Yeah. And so then that eight year time span, I had lived what I can call a grown up person's life in my twenties, you know? And so, um, a lot of people, when they meet me, they're like, Oh my God, you're so much more mature than the average 34 year old, which is slightly condescending, you know, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I live a older person's lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, when I go into my interest, um, it's very much so, Hey, I like you. You like me. None of them meet my children unless, you know, only one of them has listened. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. And so you're you're dating, in my opinion, as a single mom for your personal entertainment. Okay. 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 Um, Okay. Not necessarily for like every single person you're dating is not going to be your husband. Say that again. Say that piece again. Yeah, every person you're dating again. is not going to be your children's next daddy. Okay, say it. Okay. Help, you're helping folks. Tell you, them again. One more you, time. It's, they're just not going to be, they're not your next husband. <laughs> they're right. not your next boyfriend. Okay. They could just literally be someone that for that, that period of time is for your enjoyment. Yes, yes. It's simply because you, you personally may not be in a space where you're right. ready to be in a relationship, but right. you don't want to, you, you want to go out, you want to hang out, you want to have a good time, you want to be treated well. I fully support people going out and enjoying themselves. Yes. I think that you should go out. It's healthy for you to do yes. that. Um, and then as a single mom, you spend a lot of your time taking care of your kids. Yeah. At some point, you take some time for yourself. Right. And that includes male or female companionship. Right. That includes time away from your kids yeah. to be with someone who likes you and yeah. wants to spend time with you. You know, and so... Um, for dating for a single mom, I just think you should go out there and live your best life, my sister, in a healthy lifestyle manner. Yeah. But I want to ask you, I'm going to come back one more layer. Yeah. So when you're dating, yeah, what is the situation for your kids? Are they with a family member? Do you have a babysitter? Like, I want people to understand how you kind of maneuver in doing this. It's not just up and going. There's some planning in place. There's a lot of planning in place. So pre-COVID, um, my children were in an after school program. Now my kids are going to learn all my business, but anywho. Mm I got off work at 4.30. They were in aftercare until 6.30. Yeah. Whoever I dated, you had an hour and a half. Uh, come okay. On. You had an hour and a half to woo me. Yeah. That could be over yeah. lunch, dinner. Oh, yeah. That could be at no. movie. It could be wherever right. you but see fit. You know, that was Monday through Friday. That was the time. Wow. Um, over the weekends, I would call my mom, say, hey, you know, Grand, do you want to come over, mm-hmm. hang out with your grandkids? They're old enough now and um, that I feel comfortable mm-hmm. with letting them go to at least two people's houses. Right. Um, right. You know, those people that I trust, that I know their family. Um, and so, again, the whole village piece <laughs> if, uh-huh. is the only way you can date as a single mm-hmm. mom. I mean, we're, we're not leaving our children home alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just not doing those things. We're not leaving them with anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not bringing the man to our house where mm-hmm. our children reside. Yeah. Um, you go out and you enjoy yourself, but you make sure your children are taken care of. Yeah, that's key. Yeah. That's key. That, that's the structure that I want um, women to understand and not feel guilty, right? Don't feel guilty. Because right? you, yeah. you're hearing that's right. moms have guilt about even just woo-sawing or having company right. or enjoying some time with someone else that's not their children. You do not have to feel guilty about that. You're entitled you to that, that. But it has to be planned. Definitely. And it has to be managed. And the, per- the person or persons that you're engaged with, you know, spending this time with, they have to understand that the kids are the priority. 
Exactly. But at least for that 90 minutes or whatever time you're carving <laughs> out with them, you're giving it that to them. Because there's some, there's some gentlemen out there, I'm leaning in now, that right. love you. They look at the yeah. resume, oh, you're doing this and that and all this and that. But when you say you can't make a date because maybe your child's gotten sick or there's something that's going on that requires your attention as a mom, maybe it's school, maybe it's academics, maybe their father can't get the child because work has pulled them in a different direction. They have a problem. I'll give you a very clear example. Um, The last person I dated, I dated him in 2019 until recently. And my we had a date scheduled for yes. dinner. Yes. But then one of my children, she won student of the month. Very important. And I always promise them, hey, if you win student of the month, I'll take you wherever you want to go eat. Way to go. And so now it's like, hey, sir, I have to rain check on this here date. Right. Because I have to take my kid to dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm taking all of them to dinner. But mm-hmm. she has won this. And this is what I, these are the things I encourage, you know, into Absolutely. my children. I'm going to reschedule with you. Yes. And you either say, okay or no. Right. And it's really very simple. So that whole understanding, that's that's one of those other pieces that people don't get with single moms yes. is the person has to be understanding of your lifestyle exactly. and vice versa. Exactly. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, as fine as we are as single moms, <laughs> we're a package deal, right? <laughs> right? The kids come with us as fine as we are because sometimes they forget. They're like, oh, you're just so fun. You're so right. No, I have a child. I have, I have a whole two, house you know full of saying? people. So it's okay. a package deal. Deidre, tell us about it for relationships, dealing with relationships. I know your kids are grown now. They're grown. They're, they're, they're young adults. But when they were younger, did you have an opportunity to cultivate special friendships or relationships as a single mom? Oh, I did. And I had so much fun. And I mean, I know that I'm okay. absolutely a different animal. I know that I am. And I have a different style. And so for me, because I was in ministry for 15 years, you know, I did a great outdoors going to my passion and what I love. Mm-hmm. I did a great outdoors and adventure ministry along with other leadership positions at my church. Mm-hmm. But I love serving with someone because I want to know that you're unselfish. That's one qualifier for okay, me. Yes. You must be unselfish. And I can I can see it from a distance. I don't need to be up in your face. OK, mm-hmm. I do a lot of recon before I get in anybody's personal space. I'm watching. I'm seeing how you act, mm-hmm. how you act toward other people when they come at you sideways. And you're in ministry, too. Mm-hmm. So we're serving together. And so I did a lot of group. Uh, events so that I could see this person. They could also unknowingly engage with my sons along with the rest of the children. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot to look at. Mm -hmm. And so I had some really great relationships that um, they had. I felt like they had a natural understanding, you see, because they had been around me, Mm -hmm. even outside of ministry organizations that I volunteered in. I want someone who's selfless, someone who's not selfish, someone who's not um, has an entitlement attitude and all this other stuff right. because we are both serving people. We understand what it is to have flexibility, to be accommodating. Definitely. So see, those are already there before I even came close to a relationship. And so I had a couple of really great relationships that my son, because my sons, they're very loving. Mm-hmm. They love anybody that, I mean, when they like people, they just really do. So I never brought a lot of people close to them because they would get attached. Right. And so we did a lot of outdoor, the great outdoors and adventures, honey, that is the best dating scene ever because you're outside. You're not in the house. You have to have patience. You have to be able to engage. So yeah, I had uh, two really great relationships um, that I really, really enjoyed, but that person had a lot of baggage that he needed to get checked. And so I couldn't have, if he wasn't already healed and brought back somewhere close to being whole, I can't have you breathing on my sons then, honey. You can't be doing that because you have to be able to lead this house 
yeah. before you can never be able to come into my space. But it was really fun. And I would do it, um, you know, be with them in ministry or out volunteering or going to a softball game, a church, a softball game or any of that kind of stuff. Just anything outside. You want to ride bikes? See, that doesn't require someone being in your immediate space. Yeah. So that's how I negotiated that whole dating thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I could go somewhere. And here's the other thing, single moms. Have your children behave so that people want to invite them somewhere (laughs) because my sons were gone because people, you know, wanted my kids to come in and help and entertain their kids. And we used to exchange. I'll keep your kids. You keep mine. Show yourself friendly first and have mannerable children Mm. who know how to take direction from other adults when you're not there. Mm. And so you won't have that problem trying to find time for yourself for self-care or for dating or for when you want to travel or whatever you're doing. You've got to train them up. And everybody be doing what works for the family so everyone can have their time away from each other. Right. That makes sense. I hope it does. Yes, it does. Can't have ch- children wilding out. That's not going to help. <laughs> That's not going to help your situation. Don't know how to act. <laughs> and and, and, and honestly, it will also it will also support, you know, uh, with the no. whole dating piece, if you're going to go to the next level. Yeah. You know, people, like you just said, no one's going to want to be with your children if they're unruly, disrespectful, unclean, undisciplined. Like, they're just not. Like, that That could be a, a deal breaker for yeah. somebody. Not just the fact that you have children, but the fact that your children are not well It would be for me. Yeah. So yeah, don't absolutely. bring your bad kids over here because I'm going to correct them. Okay? <laughs> don't bring them. Don't. DJ, don't want to We're not flying kites together, none of that, because they don't know how to act. They're trying to spin around right. the neck. No. She said, no, I'm just going to go on record here. I have three beautiful children in this room. You couldn't even tell they are gorgeous. Wonderful job, Mom. Aw, Wonderful thank job. You. Wonderful thank job. You, thank, you. Um, thank you, children. I, w- <laughs> I want to ask you, DJ, give us three steps that moms could use to help reduce their stress. We're always stressful. We have anxiety sometimes. We're just overwhelmed. Is there any kind of tips that you would give a mom, single mom, to just kind of help reduce stress? I would. I would say go for a walk outside because nature, you can hear birds. You can get your little fold-up chair and go sit out on any piece of grass and just a journal. I would say write your feelings down into a journal. That's just, it's decompressing because you're getting things off your chest. You're outside, you're in the natural air, you need fresh air, you need to be walking, that's good for health. I would say that. And then I would say also connecting at least once or twice a month with um, other single moms that are forward thinking Mm. because the company you keep, hashtag, is everything. The company you keep, it makes a difference. Mm. And so I would say connecting with people and then invest in yourself and something that's going to help you grow your skills because that's how you're going to become empowered is when you learn. No one can take away knowledge or deprive you of it. You can go after that. So invest in yourself, do a little bit of exercise and go outside and get some peace and then connect yourself with people who are going the way that you want to go. Wonderful tips. Angelique, what about you? Three tips that you would give to moms to help reduce stress? The first one would be to find your own happiness. Mm. And if that requires you to create that, then that's definitely something you need to work on Um, because I've, I've, talk to many people and they're like, Oh, I don't know what makes me happy. Um, that requires work sometimes. If you can't already identify those things in yourself. Uh, another thing I would suggest to decrease stress for single moms is to spend time with people who care about you, Mm -hmm. spend time with people who care about your happiness and your healthiness Mm -hmm. and your mental health. Um, I know that for me, that's family and friends. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I'm a physical touch person. I like hugs. 
You know, like, please hug me to make me feel better. I will hug you. Even if you don't need a hug, I'm hugging you, you know? Um, and so spend more of your time with those people who care about your well-being mm-hmm. because that matters, yes, you know? Yes. Um, and the more that you can have those people you can go and talk to that can help you decrease that stress, that can kind of help you walk through some things mm-hmm. mentally, mm-hmm. Um, that, that decreased your stress as well. Um, let's see here. And the last one I would say would be to recognize what your stresses are. Okay. Identify what those stresses are for you and either eliminate them altogether, um, decrease them gradually. And definitely if they're people, persons or places, Mm -hmm. you know, set boundaries for yourself and not go to those places that will make you be stressed out. Right. 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 Okay. What are some, what are, give me, uh, Angelique, three affirmations that work for you. One of them is um, what I told you earlier, mm-hmm. literally my daily life. Yeah. Okay. Is there people that want to help and I'm open to receiving it? Yes. Um, another affirmation, it's actually a quote, is uh, we choose our joys and sorrows long before we experience them. Mm. That helps me make a lot of my decisions because either, Anjali, do you want to be happy or you want to be sad? Yeah. You're either going to be happy or sad at the end of this result. It could be happy today. It could be happy in 10 years. It could be sad today. I was in graduate school for most of 2020. Um, get my master's in special education. And if I didn't fly doing my homework, Angelique, do you want to graduate? Do you want to be happy? Or do you want to be sad and not graduate and not have a job? <laughs> so I do a lot of self-talk yeah. too, okay. you know? So, okay. you know, I'm, I'm, maybe that's weird, no, but I, no. I talk to myself quite a bit, but it's literally like, Angelique, do, what is the outcome that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, so we choose our joys and sorrows before they even come. Wow. That's um, powerful. And the last one is, Money flows to me freely and abundantly. Um, So that's the space I'm in right now is financial liberation. Mm. I'm working on, you know, clearing my debt on increasing my income. I've learned how to do investments. So during the pandemic, that was something I learned how to do is buy stocks, um, invest in things that I'm interested in, you know, that I also know will have a good return. Uh Um, Invest in things for my children, learning like my oldest daughter. She's learned how to play saxophone. Um, she, they're not really sportsy people, which I, I, I gather came from me, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I'm trying to find their interests and she's like, well, where can jazz take me? Yeah. Hey girl, we'll figure this out. Yeah. Far, very far. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, for awesome. me, th- those are, those are the three for me is awesome. there are people that are willing to help. We choose what we want to happen in our life before it even happens. And I'm going to be rich real soon. Yes, you are. (laughs) A side note, I know some people in the jazz space, so when events come up and things like that, I'll be be scooping that one up. All right, Deidre, give me some three three affirmations that work for you or could work for single moms. What do you have, dear? Well, I know that I am beautiful. I know I'm beautiful on the inside and on the outside. And I know I am a woman of strength and I am a conduit and a facilitator that God uses mightily in the community. I also know that I'm also a money magnet and um, that I um, am the light on the lampstand that helps light the way where others cannot see. And um, let me see, what's the last one? Um, Let's see. Uh, Well, the Lord is my strength and uh, it doesn't matter what happens. I am equipped and I have been built for the journey that God has me on in this lane. Beautiful. Those are beautiful. Beautiful. You say those affirmations daily. Are they on post-its in your face or it's just in your heart? You say it every day. I ha- I say it in my heart, but I have so many because I do that single mom's check-in every day. So I have to have these things in place. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what has kept me over these 20 solid years of raising my sons as a single mom. Yeah. Mm, wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Deidre, what's, what's next for you? What, do you? what do you have upcoming? 
any upcoming projects or anything going on that you want to share with us? I do. Again, I have the Single Moms Morning Check-In on Clubhouse every day at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Mm -hmm. I uh, also meet up with the single moms when I go to different cities for real estate investing, like I'll be in Houston, Texas this week. I do a single mom meetup in every city that I go to. Um, I was in Dallas back in March, Mm -hmm. and I met up with single moms there. So we're going to take it global. And so that's what I'm working on, creating retreats right now for single moms, because Women, a lot of times, have a lot of um, women problems, and I don't know yeah. why they have come to me, but they say, I don't, I don't get along with women. I don't have a lot of women friends. I'm like, babe, honey, you need to do some introspection. <laughs> right. So I'm going to create those retreats so that it's not a conference. You don't get a two-pocket folder with an agenda. No, no, no. We're going to be on a property mm-hmm. where women cook in the same kitchen. Oh, no, no, no other woman needs to be in my kitchen. No, you got issues. Introspection. We're going to be preparing meals and having leisurely conversations that will help heal because there is no pressure. So I'm doing retreats with single moms in various places and also separate ones for them and their children, because that's what I did. I went on vacation with Mm -hmm. my kids and without my kids. And so that's what I want to um, build up with ranches, people who have horses, people who have property, because I eventually want to do a um, single mom's um, subsidized housing Mm. so that there are a lot of women who age out of foster care and they get dropped right at 18 to like 23 or 24. Mm. No, I want them in a home environment, not a facility, but a home environment so that they can get healed. That little girl that's just still unraveled to heal her so that going forward, she won't be looking for love in the wrong places. So those are my next goals is uh, establishing a nonprofit through Singled Out Loud to help me acquire these things. That's beautiful. That's where I met you, Deidre, on Clubhouse. I heard you speak in an affirmation room in the mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. Setting the daily tone yes, with support. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. beautiful. I was like, this woman is on fire. And then I heard, you so you last, <laughs> I heard you a couple of weeks ago and the light bulb went off and I was like, and you shouted me out. I was just in the audience, and I was like, I didn't even know she knew me. She was like, yeah, and that one down there at the bottom, that real chick's rock one, Michelle, you got to look out for her. Said, That's right. I don't wow. miss a thing, honey. Trust me. I don't always say anything, but I see everything. That was beautiful. <laughs> that you. touched my heart, and I said, come on here on this platform and enlighten the masses here on this on so this much. stage. Thank you so much. Angelique, for you, what's coming up? Come on and tell if I see a, do I see a book at Libro? <laughs> Over there on the there, end? There is a book. My book, The Mind Man's Handbook of Practical Guides to Becoming a Well-Behaved Mom. It has 15 tips in it. And right now what I'm working on is a book series. Okay. And so it's going to continue on. So the next step will be for your pre-adolescent child. So your pre-teen years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also a high school teacher. And so there will be another installment for high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. And... For my business, my primary goal right now is to partner with more employers. Okay. Um, and so it was essentially, not necessarily like labor ready, but to have those employers that are hiring on demand mm-hmm. um, to be able to partner with other facilities that work with moms, those that are in transition, those that are also like, I want to be able to partner with defects mm-hmm. in the very near future to help mm-hmm. those women that are going through getting resources from there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's the bigger goal of the yeah. business yeah. Um, that will take me out of being employed by someone else. Um, That is the life goal there is to be able to, and also to show my children that. So they go with me to the classes when I teach them. Um, We had a vision board party with the women um, in one of the shelters. And, you know, it's very clear for them to see. I'm, I'm a visualization person. Like I believe in manifestation. I believe in affirmation. And so, you know, for some folks, they can't see that it's possible. 
you know, and sometimes you and have to so just true. put it down on paper. Sometimes you just have to actually physically see it, yeah. you know. Um, and mm-hmm. so for me, those are the those are some of the strategies that I teach, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so that is happening. Um, I also before COVID, I did mommy meetups. And so we're going to get back to that. And I know right now, like the movie theater is allowing you to buy a whole theater for 20 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Cruella's coming out. And so my children are, you know, very excited about that. So we're going to do that for the moms through Metro Atlanta um, and bring them to the movies, them and their children. So the last one we saw was Aquaman. Aww. And so, you know, the moms were there for Aquaman, but <laughs> it was also a kid-friendly movie. And so the, yeah. the children were there as well. And so another portion of the company is to make sure we are still building strong relationships with our yes. children. Yes. And so the family empowerment piece is to ensure that we are building strong relationships um, that we're not just investing in ourselves, but we're also investing in our children. Um, so that holistically, all of us are growing together. Oh, man, um, so I, a couple of years ago, I did a farming school, a Truly Living Wells name of the company, and they taught us how to farm. Oh, they God. taught us how to grow That's our own nice. food. Um, and so the, the person for me that I am, I, I, my mom is an excellent woman. She raised me, you know, but we're not, we weren't cookers, mm-hmm. you know. She's she's not like a, uh, what do you call them? People talk about the army, the arm, the, the auntie arm. Yeah. We're not, we're not throw a ham hock in the greens people. Okay. <laughs> um, and so that's a skill I'm having to learn how to do is to learn how to cook, you know? And yeah. so, I mean, learn how to cook better, yeah, essentially. Yeah, I know yeah. how to make whatever random right. food. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's, it's learning those new skills for myself mm-hmm. and encouraging more women to not just do the bare minimum for your kids, yeah. you know? Yeah, go so, out, go all so that's what my, that's where I'm, I'm going next is to continue to grow my business, continue to partner with employers, continue to grow my resource list between the shelters, continue to have more women know that there is help available for yes. them to make them um, more aware and have more access to the resources. That's, that's where I'm going now yeah. to the streets now yeah. that COVID is trying to leave us us. get back out here yeah Mm -hmm. so meeting Dietra on clubhouse i believe you and i met on side by side Mm -hmm. working and serving women Mm -hmm. a couple of years back on christmas day right definitely yes yes ma'am yes that's possibly that was a wonderful experience yes yes so that's how (laughs) just always like to lay out how we connect and how we tie together i wanted to say this yeah write the vision and make it plain so that men can run with it right Deidre? right you gotta yes, write ma'am. it ma'am you gotta write yes. it down look you see my pen you see you see you see <laughs> so yes visioning having the board writing things down mm-hmm. it's very important for us single moms we can't leave it to memory as it comes to you oh, no. write things down have post-its have notes you know, organize it later, but just get it out. Like, always be in the space of brainstorming or releasing. Any idea is a good idea. Don't water it down. Don't That's discount right. it. Write it down. You'll be amazed that somebody can collaborate yeah. with you on that or give you the resources, point you in the direction of the resources yeah. you need, and voila, you're doing something. I love it. Deidre, how can people find you, beautiful one in the orange today? Man, thank you so much. I am singled out loud on every platform. I'm on Instagram as singled out loud. I am Deidre Jones on Facebook. I am, you can always find me at singled out loud or Deidre Jones on every platform. And so on Clubhouse, I'm Deidre Jones as well and singled out loud there as well. I am, I'm usually under the um, single moms club. But I also have a Life Hacks Lounge as well where I teach single moms how to make money so that they don't have to be worried about financial stability. Love that. Love that. Okay, Angelique, how can the be- people find you, beautiful one? I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is amazing, which is A-M-A-Z-N mm-hmm. Mothers, mm-hmm. at Amazing Mothers, um, which 
is an abbreviation for me and my children's names, Anjali Mir Aminata Nzora, but it's also a play on words because we want moms to be amazing, you know? Um, And also my name, Anjalik Niare, um, is on Instagram. My name is Anjalik M. Niare on Facebook. Awesome. This was great. This made my Sunday. Thank you. I got some tools of empowerment. Yes, I am ready. I got tools in my toolkit. I wanted to thank you both, ladies, for taking time to spend uh, and talk with us today. This was very informative, very enlightening. Thank you so much. You know what, guys? That's my time. I just want to thank all our listeners and Get Live Radio out there in the U.K. and Germany. Um, Out here in the metro Atlanta area, WDJY 99.1 FM, the On Channel, and, of course, Beat Break radio fm thank you so much guys hey you know me you can find me everywhere i'm on instagram i'm on facebook i'm on youtube subscribe to the channel if you like this today go ahead and like it share it leave a comment leave a comment on youtube as well find me everywhere if you got some questions slide in my dm if you want um go to the website realchicksrock.com you know we're still pushing some shirts out there and some masks feel free to peruse the website and subscribe to that as well so you can get our email blogs and you don't miss a thing that we got to say or share but i wanted to um say this as i leave um this particular platform i always want to give i started to give honor the past couple of weeks to um a mentor that a lot of us had listened to in the northeast on radio it was mr frankie crocker one of the things that he said was um may you live to be a hundred and i live to be a hundred minus a day So I never have to know that nice people like you had passed away. That's my time, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.